I am channeling my inner nerd today. I've got my spectacles on because I've been very... God, every time, Zeke, you'd think... Well, no, I can't really blame you. You're a dog. You'd think I would learn by now how to keep the dog out of the room when I'm doing my intro reads. But you know what? A valuable person. We've now got three people on the podcast. It goes me holding down the holding down the fort. Then we have Zeke helping me out. And then occasionally Jimmy Bang Bang comes along and does says something or does something. Anyway... Got my nerd glasses on. I've been writing out our ebook for today, doing a few edits, adding a few bits and pieces. Watch out for that soon. It is how to encamp, how to encamp. Jesus, this is why I write because I can't talk, cannot talk. Um, no one, don't, if someone tells you getting hit in the head a couple times a week is bad for your health, you don't listen to them. You just listen to me. I talk good. Um, yeah, the ebook is how to enhance your recovery and reduce inflammation for combat sports athletes. It's little tips and tricks. I'm not expert. I don't like the word expert. We actually get into that a little bit on the podcast, um, about how no one really knows everything, but it's the, the things I've picked up, little bits and pieces. So it's got a plug for Jammu. It's our product. I'm giving you a free 25 page ebook. You've got to kind of, kind of, kind of bear with me, but you can skip over that page. Um, Tips and tricks for athletes. It'll work for anyone, but combat sports, we get a bit of wear and tear on the body. Uh, next one, Macro Meals Adelaide. Check out Macro Meals Adelaide. Food delivered to your door. Healthy, cheap. Uh, use discount code. I forgot what our discount code is. So uh, if you check it out, I'm pretty sure they've got one on their Instagram. So check that out. They've got some good deals. If not, send me a message to james at dirtyclinics.com and we'll get you a discount code. Uh, next, Robbie's Chop Shop. Never go to Robbie's Chop Shop. Don't get a haircut from them. I think they've just opened up two new locations. That's how bad their business is going. They're opening up new places to try and fix the fact they have terrible haircuts. No one wants to come, obviously. So now I've got three locations to try and try and draw the people in. Makes perfect, perfect sense and dollars. Uh, Tiny Sumo. Check out your boy Tiny Sumo. Very, very good friend of the podcast. Well, just my very good friend in general. Uh, his latest podcast, he's got John Fitch. I don't know how he's getting these people. I don't know how they're talking to him. Um, maybe because he's so goddamn charming. But yeah, nah, some, some awesome, awesome podcasts. And because he comes from a fighting background, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not your run of the mill stupid interviews. Like, what is it like to get punched in the face? What is it like to go in the ring? He's actually asking some questions that people that know a thing or two might want to know about. Um, and lastly, our product by Jamu. Jamu is a cure for what ails you. Um, yeah, it's, it's just natural food. Our cat, uh, our catchphrase is made in the kitchen, not in the lab. It's got turmeric, ginger, garlic, apple cider vinegar, black pepper, chili, cinnamon, lime. I'm forgetting something in my own product, but basically it's a traditional Indonesian drink that we were having while we we're over there. We brought it back to Australia, made our own and chucked a few extra things in there we like as well. So, it's mainly geared towards helping recovery, helping inflammation. It's just food, man. I can't make any promises. There's, um, we've got some links to some peer-reviewed uh, studies they're doing at the moment on some of these things. But at the end of the day, it's just food. It's nutrients. We're not. I can't make any super-duper promises. But I personally think that it helps with my inflammation. And there is some, there's some people that are a lot smarter than me with even bigger glasses that are doing some studies about how turmeric and ginger can help live with inflammation. Um, so check it out. Uh, DC podcast will give you a 20% discount code as well. So what, what's your excuse? Anyway, uh, today's podcast, we have McDojo Life, another great chat as not as usual. Uh, it's been a year since we spoke to him and he's added another 100,000 followers to his Instagram. Um, he's gone viral and he's going full time with this stuff now. So we have a great chat about all the mucky, bucky, bucky stuff in martial arts. So enjoy. I'll kiss you on the lips and take you to Italy. <laughs> That is a classic. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Anyway, no time for nonsense. Gonna get down to business. I'm gonna get straight to the point. We've got no time for nonsense. No time for messing around. Straight to the point. No time for fluffing about. You're straight to it. Just straight to the point. Just gonna get on with it. Better not be honeybee, bro. Don't you look at me in that tone of voice. I'm Peter Now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you from the depths of our twisted imaginations. The DCE Pirate Radio Podcast. That doesn't make any sense. The Pirate Radio Podcast, my friend. You're such an idiot. <laughs> Do you have a wife? Let's, uh, anyway, let's start the podcast. <laughs> let's, not, let's not waste all the good stuff. <laughs> no, it's, good com- it's a good conversation.
That's why I'm saying let's start the podcast so we it's don't like, lose it's, it. It's already begun. Okay. No, because I'm. I need a point. I need my editing. Oh, right. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of what the hell is our podcast called? DC Pirate Radio. I am a professional. We have a re- reoccurring guest. We've got Rob from McDojo Life back on the podcast to have another chat about nonsense in the martial arts world and just nonsense in general, I'm guessing. It's my favorite kind of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was sitting quietly. I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how you've managed it. Okay, we're moving my mic now. Um, the video, like, I, you, I feel like the amount of ridiculous martial art content would have to dry up eventually, but it seemed, if anything, it seems to be getting higher quality. Like, I, there was a couple of your videos I was watching earlier, and I'm like, wow, like, have you made this? Like, this looks, like, too clean to be like a, you know, it's not it's not a body cam in a gym like, hey, look at these idiots anymore. It's like, no, this is like a promotional video that someone has made for this. I really enjoyed, <laughs> there was one you put up, I don't know, a little while ago. It's a guy in a gym and he's just like, these two dudes with knives are attacking him and he's just like sort of ballet dancing them around and everyone's like laughing and smiling. I'm like, this... Someone could get hurt. Yeah, this is knives. <laughs> And there's actually a little story that goes behind that. It's, it's kind of interesting because some of my posts actually have, most of them have a rhyme and a reason behind it. But this one in particular was very purposeful. Uh, and the video you're talking about, yeah, it's a, it's a system instructor, a very famous system instructor. And he's doing a demonstration where two gentlemen are doing, uh, are attacking him with knives very slowly and uncoordinatedly, but they are. Yeah. And he's disarming them and throwing them to the ground. And there's points where he's not even touching them and they're falling over. Yeah. It's all utter work. But um, the reason that I posted that video up was because some random person who follows my page, I had no clue who the hell this person was or the instructor. And he was like, yeah, uh, it's a picture of him with this, with this instructor. And I guess this guy makes T-shirts. And the T-shirt, the logo looks sweet. It says Systema on it, Systema something, and there's a knife going through the back of it. It's a good-looking logo. But apparently this guy made T-shirts for an, a system instructor. So him and the system instructor are in the picture that he posted, but he tagged me in it. And it was it alluded something to the fact of, actually, you know what, I can look it up. But basically what happened was, I, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to misquote, and I saved it just because it was that good. Systema. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy I had never heard of or talked to in my life, but I guess he follows my page. Um, so here we go. It says, new tease for System of Floyd. So System of Floyd is the uh, ad address for this gentleman. And it says, thanks for being an excellent customer. And we realize the implications of not producing a good product for these guys. Uh, certified ass It says, certified. despite McDojo's out-of-context video sharing. Oh, okay. And oh. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I don't even know who fuck this guy is. <laughs> okay, so, like, go look through my page, and, uh, like, I can't find anything where I posted this gentleman up. And if I have, I can't find it, because I wish I could, right? <laughs> but then I was, like, you know, I don't, I, I hit him up on his thing in the, in the messages, and I was like, well, you know, the whole point of this is context. I like context. I like to know what I'm looking at. Because if you were to look at jiu-jitsu solo drills where you're shrimping and bridging, and you didn't know what that was, you'd be like, oh, that guy's having a fucking seizure. Yeah. But if you were looking, you know, it's context. Context is important. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. And so I said, well, enlighten me. Please give me context. And he never answered me. Like, a day had gone by. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this to the vultures. So I went ahead and found that system video, and I posted it out, and I was, I, I let people know. I was like, look, someone just said that I post things out of context. Someone, anyone help me with context. Yeah, can somebody tell me what the context of this is? Yeah. Yeah, give me something. Give me something good. Tell me. Enlighten me. I'd like to know. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't mind admitting I'm wrong when I'm wrong. Same. Um, I wouldn't post the shit up if I thought I was wrong, because right? I don't like admitting it, but I fail if I'm caught being wrong. But in any case, right? So, one person out of 300,000 people that follow me, one person was willing to step up and represent Systema, not this guy. What is Systema? Systema is a it's a bullshit Russian martial art. <laughs> um, no, Russian martial arts. They 
Yeah. You repeat. That's what your life in Russia, right? So wrestling in Russia is very strong. Some of the greatest wrestlers in the world come from Russia. Sambo is legit as shit. If you ever tell someone the Sambo guy, you're going to know what legit is. You know, so Russia has great martial arts. System up, on the other hand, isn't one of those arts. But it does come from Russia. <laughs> and, uh, there's a guy, Mikhail Rockabaugh or something like that, and he's like the founder or he's the head, figurehead, and he's just some fat dude. And their claim to fame is that they taught Russian military. Well, look at American military. That's not that fucking impressive. It's not that impressive. To say that you taught military people in America is not impressive. They just look for the lowest and cheapest common denominator, and they go, that guy's cheaper than the other guys, and he seems to know what he's doing. Get on over here. Yeah, come teach us how to wrestle. Yeah, exactly. There's a movie called Men Who Stare at Goats. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a real story. There was a really guy they gave a whole bunch of LSD to, gave him in his own platoon and said, teach them martial arts while you're high on acid. <laughs> so whenever people are like, yo, I taught the military, I'm not impressed. I'm not. Like, okay, like our military's fucked up a lot of stuff over the years. I'm just saying, like, that yeah. could be another fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is, it's, you know, that's, it's one of those benchmarks. It's one of those benchmarks that your parents... We lost you for a sec there. Yeah, it kind of glitched out, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's, I, it's, it's, it's a made-up thing. It's a made-up certificate you give to yourself. It's a made-up pat on the back. It's like saying I taught police officers. Like, there is no standard universal system for teaching police in the United States. We all wish it was jujitsu. We're trying to push for that. Now, a lot of cops are trying to push for that because it makes the most sense for their job. Yeah. Right? Am I saying it's the only art? No, but if you're going to detain someone... You should probably learn an art that has to do with detaining someone. Yeah. And what better art than jiu-jitsu or grappling art? I wouldn't teach somebody boxing and go, go out there and police to be a police officer. Yeah. You know? You're just going to punch people in the face. You're not detaining anyone. You're just hurting people. You know? <laughs> but um, I just, I system is utterly ridiculous. So, yeah. So, the only reason I posted that particular video you were talking about was simply because somebody said I post stuff out of context, which I try not to, but I'm more about interpreting individual interpretation. You think what you want. Make yeah. your own decisions. It's not my job. Yeah. Well, but then you watch it and anyone in their right mind, but I was laughing just watching it. I'm like, this is... any Anyone that's ever had to physically put someone on the ground before would watch that and just be like, well, that's not real. But that's not... That's... Yeah. Like, he was just like, oh, and you're down. It's like... Maybe there was ghosts, man. Context <laughs> is, this is how McDojo Life discovered ghosts. And they are allergic to knives. If you're not if you're not willing to pay attention and learn the history, <laughs> you're just making fun of them and they're getting attacked by ghosts. <laughs> oh, I, 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 it's even a weird word, systema. But yeah, no, like the whole, they trained the army or trained the police force. I feel like that is... Like your parents' dinner table conversation competition. They're like, oh, well, my son's martial arts. I train yeah. army. And <laughs> yeah, the train train the army. It's yeah. like, I feel like it's just like, yeah. Those, those kind of conversations, those dick measuring conversations. Yeah, weird flex, but okay. It's like a, whenever you're like at a, a kid's softball game or baseball game or whatever, or a high school game, and you're sitting there and you're watching the game, and all of a sudden you hear two people have a conversation, and they pull you into it. Yeah. They're like, oh, you did martial arts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've done martial arts before. And you start chit-chatting. And they're like, well, uh, you know, just letting you know, no big deal, but uh, my daughter, she got her black belt. Oh, awesome. Like, oh, fuck your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> oh, she's been training for about two years. Two years, okay. Oh, she should be second dad. <laughs> Because some of that, that stuff, I get it. Um, I'm because I, I I don't know. If I since we've last spoken, like I've because I run an MMA gym now. Um, I think I was then, but we probably didn't speak yeah. about it. Yeah, it's, it's legitimate now. I've actually got. It's not you know, a secret. We're five and zero this year, so it's um we're uh, I'm proud of it now. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, Mate. he wasn't proud of you before. Yeah. I was, I was, I loved you the whole we'll time. Ju- we're just starting out with small, I don't like to talk about things before they're a thing. But that, I've got to be very careful in my marketing because, like, the normal standards of marketing are a bit misleading and bullshit. And, like, I see the marketing of some other places, particularly some more traditional martial arts, where they're trying to get kids in there. And I'm like, you're going to get that young child hurt if you give them too much of that. Like, it's great. Like, I don't... You want to do Kaikondo, karate, like anything like that. I think that's actually quite good for a kid. Like, you know, they're, they're learning discipline. some movement. They're learning discipline. They're getting fit. Um, it's probably enough for them to get some confidence and self-defense. Like, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. But if you've got that six-year-old and you're expecting them to, like, three ninjas strike back, beat up three adults, yeah, that... That, that ain't going to happen, and that's going to get them in danger because they should run away. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because this, this is the big thing that I'm having to, like, spearhead is because somewhere along the line of 20,000 followers to 300,000 followers, people actually fucking started listening to me for some reason. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so now I feel like I have more of a responsibility because people, they really take some shit that I say and they run with it. Hard. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Real careful about what I say and how I say it, because somebody people will take that out of context. Like uh, I shared a video the other day that somebody had already written a caption on, and the only reason I shared it was simply because somebody had had uh, mentioned my name in it. And I try to give shout outs to anybody who's willing to be supportive of me. Yeah. So if they're like, hey, you know, like this is check it out with Dojo Life, and they share it on their stories, I'm like, here you go, I'll share it up on mine. Thank you for the support. It's not that hard to get a shout out. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> just you yeah. just watch your inbox explode. Yeah. Please, please send all requests for shout outs to James at dedicated.com. That's our running joke. Send everything to James. Dude, can y'all see me right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, see this? This is my inbox. I'll just keep going. <laughs> it's never going to stop. <laughs> Every day of my life. This is why I let Matt be the internet man. Yeah. Oh, I could do this all day. I can literally sit here until we're done with this. This I might actually just try. Yeah. <laughs> conversation going and I'll keep flipping and we'll see how long it goes. This is months and months and months of conversations I try to keep up with. And it's a never-ending stream. It's ridiculous, dude. Check this shit out. It's still going. We've been talking for a while now. What are they asking? What are these people asking you legitimate it's questions, just dick or are they pics. just like it's just dick pics, pictures of yeah, or like hey, or like hey, my dick that that is a legitimate question. How many, let's say, young men or maybe pretty ladies have sent you propositions since you've become famous? I'll answer your other question first. <laughs> how many are legitimate Qu- conversations? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why can't we just be open-minded and have our own opinions 
You know, the only time we're ever wrong is when we can admit it. We can admit, you know what, I could be wrong about this shit. Let's get a real answer. Anybody else got a better, you know? Yeah. If we were all in a fucking boat, and the boat was going down, you know how many people are going to be in charge? Fucking nobody's stepping up for that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in a room, and we're arguing about what religion is the best. Everybody steps up. Oh, I know better than you. Like, we don't. We don't fucking know. That's the whole point of the conversation that the, the page is trying to get, is that what is and what like, what is not legitimate sometimes is fairly subjective to what it is you're trying to get out of the martial arts. Mm. Are you trying to lose weight? Then you probably do you want to be a fighter? Do you not want to be a fighter? Do you are you just looking for a mentor? Mm. Like you can get that by walking into almost any martial arts studio, just walk in, somebody will mm. be in charge and listen to that guy. That's it. Yep. Right? Yeah. You want to lose weight, go to party kickboxing class. Will you learn how to be a kickboxer? But no. Will you be a better kickboxer? Eh, probably better than you were before, but you probably won't a fighter, but you will lose weight. Yeah. So it's all what you're trying to get out of it. So it kills me when I see these pop up because I get a lot of people who are like, who take my my thought, the McDojo like thing, and then they copy it and then they open up their own pages and they just rip on every martial art. Yeah. It's yeah. Like y'all are just being dicks. Being dicks are just sick. Being an asshole. Like there's no reason to do that. Like not every art has to be uh, the best for fighting. Kung fu movies are great. Do you really want kung fu movies to go away? Because if nobody practices kung fu anymore, guess what we don't get to watch anymore? Kung fu movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Capoeira. Capoeira is pretty cool to look at. Those people are in incredible shape. When I do it, eventually, I've done a seminar here or there. I think they were fun to do. Is it the art that I would choose for self-defense? No. But it's like a TV show. If I want to learn some shit, I don't watch a, a fighting sport. I'm doing that because I want to be entertained. I watch a documentary. Are we mm. saying what is and what is not legitimately effective movie now? Like, oh, well, that's not a real movie because it wasn't filmed and framed this way and it wasn't this long. Fuck you. It can be a movie just because you don't agree doesn't make it so. But in any case, I went entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there then. I'm just like, how did we get here by like This all came from your Instagram inbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, yeah, yeah. It's just pretty ridiculous. Like, um, I'm, I'm still amazed that I still have a damn job. Like, this is literally what I do for a living now. Y'all, uh, since we last talked, uh, McDojo Life is my full time job. Yeah, wow. That's, that's insane, isn't it? That's a year. It's weird. It's really weird. How long had you oh, been God. doing it when we spoke to you a year ago? Um,. Four years, four and a half years. Okay, so it's been a, like a slow burn and it just sort of exploded. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it just, I work at it every day and there are tricks to grow your social medias and I've been trying to grow and understand better on how to stay ahead of the curve with that kind of stuff. Uh, new social medias are opening up all the time. Yeah, what's the next platform? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Do you yeah, know? You don't know. And yeah. Right. It's kind of like the stock market. You're just guessing. Yeah. You go, that club looks busy. I'm going to go hang out in that club. And then yeah. they leave. You're like, shit, I was late. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, then you find out the rules are different. Like I joined, well, I joined mimes.com the other day. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is just a social media. I started posting a few bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, you know, they don't, they don't like that here. Like that, that's not what, that's what this community expects. They don't want you to post yeah. pictures. They want you to do this. or they want you to do X. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Hmm. Yeah. You have to grow with it too. Like you're, Creating a brand, which is basically what I've been having to do, mm. um, but creating a brand is a whole different beast because every social media platform is different. So, yeah. like what you post on Twitter, what I, I post on Twitter, Facebook, um, and Instagram every day, at least one time a day. Yeah. And whenever I put a post, I consistently put those posts on each one of those. And what might be hit and do really bombs on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, what yeah. On Twitter, bombs. And it's the weirdest thing. So it's, it's a very difficult thing to understand and like figure out. And of course, when it's your livelihood, <laughs> I treat it like a, a martial arts studio. So all of my followers, I call students because to me, that's exactly what they are. We're all learning this together. Just like if it was a jiu-jitsu class, we'd all be learning together. Even the instructors learning something from people. Um, and then they're my students. And then my goal is retention and growth, just like a martial arts studio. I want to keep the students I have. And I'd like to grow and, and add more students to the classroom. And so everything that I've learned through martial arts marketing, I'm just taking that. And as soon as I started applying that to social media, 
my shit just blew up. Mm. It's, it, I was just like running a dojo again. It was, it's the coolest thing. It's like, oh, I, I don't know a damn thing about social media. And then someone was like, well, you've run a business before. They were like, let's do that. I was like, huh. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'll just try that. And <laughs> yeah. it worked. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that in martial arts because I would say that's the biggest problem most dojos have or most, most gyms have is that what makes you a good martial artist or makes you a good coach doesn't necessarily make you a good business person. Um, and I don't know if I, I, I'm starting to suspect that's just life. The more I interact with people in business, the more I realize that people that might be great at what they're doing have no business sense. But that seems to be rampant in gyms. It's like you have these gyms and it's like, this, it's more likely that you don't know how to run a business than you do. And it might be the best gym, it might be the best instructor in the world, but you don't have, like, it's very common for gyms to not even have social media pages or to not to not post. And it's like, well, you've got to do some advertising if you want people to come in the door. Yeah, and there's, there's tons of great ways to grow your business. One, one thing that I've been kind of trying to, to fight, I guess you could say, as I grow my brand, is I try to make sure that I have clean lines of what I call them a dojo. Yep. But there seems to be the stigma in martial arts that making money is bad. Yes. Mm. Profit's a dirty word. Yeah, money's like, oh my God, you must be a big dojo because you're riding in a Mercedes Benz. How about you're successful because mm. you're riding in a Mercedes Benz? Mm. You, uh, like, what happens is great martial artists are one or two things. You're either a really good business person, terrible martial artist, yep. or you're a really good martial artist, terrible businessman. It's rare to find both. Because you have to dedicate a lot of time and practice it. Yeah. What happens is a lot of people who are great martial artists call people who are doing well in their business McDojos just because they're not that successful. Yeah. And that's not fair. That's not fair to the person who's trying to grow their business to label them that way. It's not fair for the, the person who's good at martial arts to not want to grow themselves and learn business. Like, how do you expect to keep a student if you've never even heard of the term retention? Mm. Yeah. How do you expect to be able to, you know, if you, if you don't keep track of your attendance, if you're not calling people on their birthday, if you're not uh, using social media as it should be used nowadays, because the game has changed since the 80s, like yeah. social media is a humongous part of a good structured school. Are you, are you providing anything extra beyond the mat? Because that kind of stuff helps. Are you doing stuff outside of the gym together mm. as a team? Running, uh, mar- running a marathon together as a team, doing charity work, helping out your community. There's so many ways to grow a business that it's ridiculous how many ways there are to grow a martial arts business. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were doing um, a restaurant, the way you would grow your restaurant is completely different than the way you would grow your martial arts studio because you're not hanging out with your your uh, your patrons after they eat their spaghetti yeah. dinner at your restaurant. You know, but in a martial arts studio, they're looking up to you. They're not going to ask the cook for advice after they eat food, but they're going <laughs> to ask the instructor. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, you know, um, you know, I had this hard time at work, and you know, and then what's the instructor going to say? You know, he's going to give advice because unfortunately we feel obligated to do so. And uh, next thing you know, you're a mentor, and you're a father figure, and you're a personal trainer, and you're the instructor, and you're all these things. And then on top of that, you have to be good at your business. Yeah, so yeah. I don't see why a lot of martial artists are like, you know what? Oh, that guy's a big dojo because he's making money. Well, that's an easy cop-out. That's a cop-out. That's a good way for you to say, you know what, I'm not going to fucking try to learn how to grow my business mm. because I'm just going to be jealous about that guy. That's yeah. stupid. And that what that does is it ruins great martial artists, I think. It makes it so the good martial arts instructors never try to grow. So a lot of people won't get the good instruction that they provide. And it makes it so the great martial artists never really want to try to learn business because they associate that with something negative. Mm. Yeah, people people do get really funny about it. Like it's it's a it's boils down to jealousy. Like I, I assume, like it's at some level, a lot of it is either jealousy or their own insecurity because they look at it and go, "I want that," but they've got it. Like the the, the fact that that person has like they probably worked hard to do it. A lot of people will just be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's that's bullshit." Like. Why, why does he get to do that? And it's like, because like all the memes you see, it's like a successful person is the tip of the iceberg. It's all the shit underneath that they're doing. Like you're talking about, like it's running, it's it's doing the, going the extra mile, I suppose. Um, but that's not that dissimilar. Like you said to a restaurant, it wouldn't be that dissimilar to if you were running a restaurant, but you would have that relationship with your team of employees as opposed to the people that came in and eat. Because if you are 
creating that environment, then people are going to gravitate to want to come there because everyone's going to be happy. Like you, the amount of people you meet, like you can tell when you walk, walk into a happy workplace or a place where people are enjoying what they're doing. Like, you know, I spent my whole life on the road going to different businesses that stock our product. Um, and I can tell, like you, you walk into a place and you just get that feeling immediately. It's like, oh, I like it. Here. Like the staff here are happy. Like they're, they're making, whereas if you go into like a Walmart and it's just like, you know, your customer number 100426 and that's employee number 7422 and it's like, hello, beep, 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 here are your things, goodbye. It's like, oh, I, I wouldn't, like I'm not that interested in going into a store like that. So I, I imagine it would be the same for, for most people. It's the same with, yeah, martial arts gyms. Yeah, and what you're describing in, in the business, we call it the community. Yeah. Mm. So like the community or the cult. <laughs> You yeah, know, it's so important, man. It's like if you're not if you're not growing a good community with your staff. The same thing with a martial arts studio as well. Yeah. Like some studios have staff, some don't. But if you do have a staff, you damn sure probably want to make them happy because the whole business is people, mm. and people can eat if you're having a shitty day or if your boss ripped you a new ass. You know that shit happens yeah. all the time. You walk in, you're like, oh, oh, something, something's yeah. wrong here. <laughs> well, that's I, my spidey senses are acting up. I yeah. Yeah, go. Is that the time? Shit, I gotta get out of here. Well, that's like um, fittest Mr. Fittest Fuck. I there's a guy who over here who runs a gym, and he he's in a different state to us. But we Matt and I have spoken about it a few times. Like I I want to go. I just want to go and train there. Like I watch the shit he puts up, and you can just we did a podcast with him a while ago, and he had us on. Um, I think we did it through Messenger, um, and we were like obviously on his phone, and he was like walking through. The office area in his gym, like he's like, oh, come here, I'm, I'll introduce you to like my marketing manager and my social media people, and he's just like walking into people's office, like, hey, how you going? Like, this is James and Matt, they're from <laughs> South Australia, right, right? and you watch the shit they put up, but everyone is just like having a good time, like they have their bad, like you know, everyone has their good and bad days, but you can just tell, like it, he has he has really encapsulated that that culture or that community within within his gym, but yeah. Uh, if you see him driving in his Mercedes, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, fucking, that's a that's a McDojo McDojo gym." Like, you know, I just look at him and think, "Fuck yeah, man, good on you!" Like, I want one of those. <laughs> I watch his stories. I'm like, "How do you keep all that clean?" Yeah, because he's got one of those. You know those gyms? I think Vitor had one as well. Where like they're all white, and it looks amazing. Yeah. I'm like, it looks so good. And I'm like, who fucking cleans that though? How does that, how does that stay white? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you went super racist for a second. Then you're like, it's all white. And I'm like, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, it is. It's every, all of the equipment, everything, like all the mats, the floors, everything. Yeah. Someone, someone gets paid a lot of money to clean that. Place. Yeah. There's a great, uh, he's a karate guy. He's been in karate forever, but he just got his, he's also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's been, he's a, one of those jack all trade kind of guys. Yeah. He's been doing martial arts for like 60 years. And his name is Dave Kovar. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No, I'm bad with names, good with faces. I'm just and, bad with both. Um, he, he runs this thing called Kovar Systems, which is like a business system to help people understand how to run their martial arts schools and stuff like that. Uh, for his 50th birthday, he did, um, uh, 50 one-minute rounds of sparring. Yeah. And then so, yeah, and then for his 60th birthday, which just passed, I was there for his 60th, he wanted to do an hour straight of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And so this is a connoisseur guy, a real martial artist, martial artist, but he, um, he, he has a saying about, like, the five things that you should be able, you should be doing for your martial arts studio to help it grow, and it's like, there's a lot of things that you can't help. Like, for instance, you cannot dictate if you're the best jiu-jitsu practitioner in your area. That's fucking impossible, yeah. right? You can't. You can, might be the hardest worker, but we all plateau. There yeah. might be somebody more talented, better, all that, right? But you can be the friendliest. Yeah. What's stopping you from just being nice? Being a nice yeah. person, yeah. Be the cleanest. Yeah. What's stopping you from just making sure you continue to clean your studio? Yeah. You know, but he has these great, like, these little things like that that really put in a lot of perspective. It's the one percenters. That's, that's what I normally, like with my gym, like one of the things I say to people a lot is most people aren't doing martial arts for martial arts. 
like I'll, I'll normally say, by the time you're a blue belt, you should you should be able to defend yourself in most situations. So okay, maybe the we've got a very structured fundamentals program that is based around self defense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But after a certain point, there's a different reason that you keep coming to this place. There's a different reason. Like it's freezing cold in Adelaide at the moment. Probably not cold by like other 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 places, but you know we live in a desert. It's cold at the moment. Um, but there's a reason people are getting up, getting in their car, putting their jumpers on when it's freezing cold, getting in the gym and coming to the gym. And it's probably not because they want to do a sweet spin kick or they want to learn a great kimura or something. It's because they've got most of the time. I think it's it's community thing. You've yeah. made friends. Most of the time, you know, some people are trying to get fit still. Some people like really love jujitsu. Some people are jujitsu nerds and they love doing the intricate things. But most people, it's friendship. You want to go there because you like the people. It's, you know, especially as you get older, you don't have many friends left or you've lost a lot of the friends or connections you had. Maybe you've grown. Maybe they've grown. Maybe you're the asshole. (laughs) Um, You know, you get a bit older. You don't really have those groups anymore. Yeah. So number one, I I agree. Number one is smile on the face when people come in. And it, like, I think most people get that. It's people. People. People tie their identity to it. That like it's it becomes a part of someone's identity. It's like I do this thing at this place. It's like yeah. It's not that dissimilar to the whole football. Like people. People. It's all the same. Yeah. It it just depends what thing you pick. Martial arts just a little bit more culty. Yeah. There's something about like yeah. I don't see the same people. I haven't played football or anything sports like that for a long time, but the same questions, even as a teenager, I, I wouldn't ask my soccer coach life advice. I'd be like, they teach me soccer and they fuck off. Whereas martial arts studio, like the questions you get asked as a coach, I'm like, man, I, I, like, I like to think I'm relatively, relatively successful in my life, but I'm not driving a Mercedes. So like, <laughs> I might not give you the best advice about how to go home and talk to your wife. I'm sure my wife gets pissed off at me on occasion. So like, <laughs> on occasion. just because I'm better at you at jujitsu doesn't mean that I'm going to give you great advice about your love life or your business life or anything else. That's that old Hollywood mentality too, yeah. man. That's that master on the hill, <laughs> Miyamoto Musashi, Bruce Lee mentality where your instructor is supposed to be everything and yeah. know everything. say a while ago at the gym somebody had hurt themselves and they walked past like four doctors to ask <laughs> like someone had hurt their ribs and they walked up to matt and it was like oh this hurts here and matt's like you literally just walked past a surgeon an er doctor another doctor and someone else like i'd go and ask any one of those four people and my advice was better they told him not to come to training and they told him to rest i said fuck those doctors come to training and just get more injured <laughs> Yes, uh, one of the boys, one of the boys at footy last night was like, "Oh, I've hurt my hamstring," and the coach was like, "Should you be training?" He's like, "Oh, the physio didn't tell me not to." I'm like, "The physio doesn't say anything if you don't go to the physio," and he just like laughed and ran off. I'm like, "You're an idiot." You can't tell me what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> fucking genius so when you were a kid at the beach or in a swimming pool and you could hear your mum saying like it's time to go and you keep putting your head under the water like can't hear you like back under the water I I was a fucking I was a terror Jimmy Jimmy Bang Bang I'm glad you guys have had me back on man I, I appreciate it it's a good time I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that after a year of uh, still I'm still fucking around after the the last time I was on, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mark, I mark that as a piece of success for myself. St- 
Still going strong. Still going strong. Out of interest, and you don't have to go into the depths of um, of it. What does what does it? <laughs> Here we go. He's like, fuck. What's he going to say now? Doing McDojo life full time. What's what's an average like week look like to you? Like, what do you? What would you? What would you spend the majority of your time doing? Answering dick pics. Yeah, sending dick pics. Other yeah. <laughs> We call that a callback. <laughs> Not a throwback? Whenever I'm, when I haven't had any dick pics sent to my inbox. Yeah, wait for it now. <laughs> <laughs> wait there. <laughs> oh, my phone just vibrated. But you'd be amazed how many people will just get butt naked during a live that I do. I'll be live, and every week, at least once a week, just kind of a new account and he calls up next week. <laughs> Why? I don't, what is the... F- what? Oh, I get that. I'm fucking up his live stream. Like, because you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to do it. Like, I bet, I bet you I can. I bet you I can get naked in front of 220,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's because you've been brainwashed by Aladdin. <laughs> I read. I read if I. Tangent is Aladdin supposed to be Indian or Middle Eastern? Middle Eastern. Like I always thought it was supposed to be Middle Eastern, but it, I watched the movie. It was very Indian. Like some of the cultural stuff, like the spices and a lot of other stuff. Maybe I'm just a dumb dumb. Yeah. And like Middle East and India are, are very very similar, but it had like a lot of the actual culture and everything behind it was very like Indian. I th- I th- yeah, I was reading a review the other day. Somebody I I can't even remember who it was, but they were basically having a go at Disney for type oh, stereotyping, uh, brain- basically saying we were brainwashing children to dislike the Middle East because Jafar was um, overly Middle Eastern. The Aladdin and Jasmine had American accents and had been completely Americanized, and they were basically just hanging shit on Disney. But it isn't it just an old story? Like, isn't uh, it, yeah, like, but isn't it's it Disney, like it's, an ancient story? Yeah, but it's Disney's job to not keep on uh, catering to those like racist stereotypes. I guess it just but made me laugh when to... you were like, "It's always oh. a Middle Eastern dude." I'm like, "That's ah, that mystical Middle East." But... So Disney have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you haven't seen the latest Aladdin, then. (laughs) You haven't seen it yet. You get to see Will Smith's dick. You get to see... Oh, dear, oh, dear. The whole new world is dick. (laughs) I don't know if it's a magical place to be. So uh, so you look at Middle Eastern's dicks. I mean, Middle Eastern show you. Like, 
because I'm getting prepared for a documentary that I've been doing. And so because of the documentary, I meet and I talk every week with my production company, and we talk about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and what the legalities are. Um, we're probably going to get sued eventually. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get sued eventually. So, uh, But it's still going to be worth it because I think it'll be something I can hang my hat on and be like, yeah, I did this. I think this is going to make a difference and help people. Uh, no matter if there's lawsuits involved or not, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some times that are going to be very hairy where we're probably going to have to make sure we have our guns. Wrestling bears. Dude, it's it's been it's been pretty crazy because uh, it's it's a very it, as odd as it sounds, as stupid as it sounds, the Instagram account is a very dangerous account to have. Yeah, I tell people where I'm going now, um, but I, I still get threats all the time. I still get people who um, you know they're upset that I call out their instructor. Yeah, that's I suppose, yeah. Um, but you know, some people it's not just a martial art to them; it's more of like a religion. Yeah, um, and it's a very fine line. Like Indonesia, for instance, uh, Salat. Um, That's the type of thing. It's, 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 a, it's a very much a way of life for these people where they believe they can really knock people out of their minds or they can freeze people in time or they can, like, put up energy barriers. But that, but it's, a, it's because Salat... It's <laughs> Just a walk over and fucking hit him with a stick. Like, how'd your energy barrier go, mate? How good would it be? Like, how good would it be, though, if there are a couple of them that can do that and they're fucking with us. So they're like, they're putting out videos like it doesn't work. And then as soon as they turn the camera off, they're just like, fuck. <laughs> you're frozen in time. You're like, oh, fuck. You <laughs> and then your documentary comes out and you're just like, I was frozen in time. <laughs> and, and then that, you're the crazy and person. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> and they put the camera on. He's like, no, he's moving around. You know, every one of us would quit what we're doing right now. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's what's happening. Maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the instructors are like, whoa, 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 keep this on the down low. We don't want it to go viral. Like, we don't want everyone knowing how to do it. Thursday, I was like, uh, uh, there was one of our purple belts. He's a little older, and he was getting winded. Yeah. And so he was uh, doing sparring. Jammu, and, uh, give him so Jammu. He was, getting, he was getting winded. And so I was like, yo, man, I'll, I'll tag out with you, and I'll train with your partner. And his partner was one of the former pro linebackers for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a professional football team here. That's got to be a handball. Handball. Yeah. He's in a gi. He doesn't look like he's huge. He looks like he's in a gi. So he, he commences to double-legging the shit out of me, <laughs> slamming me onto my spine. Uh, and then I had to like, then I had to turn it up because I didn't know who the fuck I was messing with, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I was like, you know, nice, friendly sparring and double-legged onto my head. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like, I would, do you think I want to get double legged onto my spine when I'm in my 50s and my 60s? Nope. No. If this guy could tell me that he could, I could knock people out with my mind in my 60s and I found out that was true, hell yeah, I'm quitting jujitsu. <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Son, anyway. <laughs> well, it's like the, the, video, the video you posted the other day of like a guy holding hands with two people and the guy was like, hitting the middle dude in the stomach and the dude on his right was falling over. It was like you were, like he was punching him through the middle person. It's like, That's legitimate technique. <laughs> yeah, right. I wait there. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> but I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of filming lately. I'm done. I'm going to be starting a show for my YouTube, see where it goes. Um, but basically it's a dojo review. Yeah. So I'm just finding as many dojos as I can where I go. I'm just going to go do, uh, film everything from the, the call, phone call all the way through the class and then sit down and have a conversation with the instructor and just give their gym a rating in front of them to let them know thoughts and things like that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Like, yeah. I, that'd, be something, like, that'd be something that I would actually want as an instructor. But I think that would almost be a measure of the reaction you're going to get. Is the, the, the more upset they are by the thought of it, I suspect the more, 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 more advice you're going to have back to yeah. give them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and then, like, you can usually judge everything you need to know off the phone call. Yeah. Like, as soon as you call them, like, I've done a couple of trial runs to see how it would go, and the phone call says everything, because certain cities uh, here in the United States, it's illegal that I can record them without their knowledge. Yeah. And then certain, certain states, it's illegal unless I tell them. Yeah. And so it's kind of, like, up for debate or whatever, but I always tell them just to be respectful. I'm like, hey, my name is Rob. I'm going to be doing a dojo review on you. If you don't mind, I'd like to record the 
record the conversation. Yeah. And if they back off and they're like, oh, no, no, you can't record the conversation, then I call back <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I set up my trial class, and then I go, and I'm just, I just give them a review without <laughs> actually being able to use the footage as much. Yeah. But at least I can use the, the initial, like, hey, I'm recording you because I've already told them so. Yeah. Um, but, man. There's been some crazy shit that I've seen so far. When I was in L.A., dude, there was it was just crazy to see, um, like, this dude teaching a cheese seminar in the middle of a park in L.A., a dog park in L.A., and it was hot as shit, and they did not, they were not cool with my camera guy being there. <laughs> so I had to hide my camera guy. And then he filmed the whole thing anyway, and luckily I got all the audio, so I was happy for that. <laughs> what was, um like, tangent, but I saw it before, what was High Rollers like? Uh, I don't know. I go in. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I've not been yet. I just saw you advertising for it. Well, let me call me and let me know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there um, this coming up weekend, and uh. then I'm going to be in the one in Vegas. And then if those two go well, then I'll be at their finals in LA. For you, is that uh, just everyone gets stoned and rolls? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I laughed yeah. when you said, "What were you? What was it like?" And you like looked. I'm like, I can't remember, man. I was blazed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, they're they're just now trying to make it a uh, uh, marijuana. Off, they're trying to take it off the PED list. Have you seen that? No, I like completely. Yeah, they're they're trying to take uh, marijuana off the uh, performance enhancing mm. drug list, and uh, they're yeah, petitioning yeah. for it and everything. Spe- speaking of P- PED list and and nerdy jujitsu stuff. Have, have you? I'll just, I'll just tune yeah. out for a minute. Have, have you seen the BJJ steroids Instagram account? I have. I was actually going to bring it up to you guys. Oh. I think that that's very, very interesting. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's true. I mean, half these fuckers are juicing hard. Like you're telling me that when Gabby Garcia walks up to the mat, you're not looking at her going, "Yeah, that's perfectly normal." <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what normal. You that's know, what like, people are meant to look like, right? It's hard because it's like. Like, uh, here's a prime example. Yo Romeo. I kind of believe that he might not. Like, he, like he's the one, like, he certainly looks like a superhero. But if I was ever going to believe one's just a freak genetics, I don't know, something about him, I'm just like, ah, oh, maybe. He certainly, like, because that's the hard thing. You can never tell. Like, I've, I've met people that I know aren't on steroids that you would think were on steroids because they're just freaks of nature. I just haven't met 15 of them in one gym. So it's hard when you start calling people out because it's like one of you might not be, but by the by the odds, you're probably not all once in a lifetime genetic freaks. Or well, maybe they are, and they're all just congregating. Yeah, together. well, <laughs> they're they're like a Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are a team of superheroes. <laughs> but yeah, but on the other side, look, I I do. There's something about the just being a little bit of a troll aspect of what I like. Like, I, I quite like Gordon Ryan. Um, I quite like Gary Tonin's, like, you know, they, they sometimes I'm like, ah, fucking calm down. Like, you're, just, you're taking it a little bit too far. But, I, like, I I enjoy um, a little bit of humour, probably a little bit of off-centre humour, and that page has kind of got the same vibe to it. I'm like, I, I completely understand why the people that you are targeting are getting pissed off. But from a yeah. objective person that isn't being directly antagonized, <laughs> yeah. it is quite funny. Yeah. If you were antagonizing me, I'd be annoyed. But you're not, so it's funny. <laughs> you know, it, I think that what they're what they're doing, I haven't decided yet if it's for the betterment of jujitsu or if it, or if it is a troll job. Yeah, I don't know yet. I think it might be both. Honestly, think it might be both. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're trying to help out in in the way that they know how to, which mm. is to kind of. Be in their face and be, be a, a, a lot of bravado. Um, Use their I mean, dickishness I for mean, good, not evil. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> like you can't tell me. I, I, I refuse to believe that Gabby Garcia never did steroids. I refuse. Like, yeah. There's no way she never did steroids. I refuse to believe that uh, Chris Cyborg never did steroids. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty positive she did juice because she was not in the UFC forever. Then magically she gets smaller and goes to the UFC. Is that a coincidence, or is that just getting off the juice? You know, so I think that in those cases, what is what has jujitsu really done about that in the past? Nothing. <laughs> like, oh, you're juicing your ass off. Get on in here. You're a heavyweight now. 
Yeah. It just is what it is, you know, and that's a shame. It should, if, if, I, I, I have an opinion about that as well, though. I yeah. think that if people are going to juice, juice, but just make a division for those people. Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. juice your ass off, you want to do all the performance-enhancing drugs you want, shoot it right in your fucking eyeball, just go over to this division, and you can have that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be clean, be clean. That's, that's just my opinion. Well, mine's more like I, I'm more. I fully acknowledge that it's in the sport. I'm I'm probably a little bit more idealistic in terms of individual people because I just like them. Uh, well, I like the results at the least. But my but what comes down to me is like mor- morals, one way or another, don't enter into it. For me, it's can you police it effectively? And if you can't police it effectively, then it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you are completely right and there should be no steroids if you can't test for it because people are just going to do steroids anyway at least be open and not like at least be honest about it and if that says have your own division I, I think like bodybuilding and powerlifting would have the issue of yeah there'd be the people that juice and go in the juice division and then there'd be people that juice and don't go in the juice division also um but yeah it's, it's a hard one is because what where's the line like you can take creatine like one of the biggest problems with steroids seems to be that they're too effective. I, you know, I think that it's, it has a lot to do with age too. Mm. You know, I think how it affects your body is so much different. Yeah. On your age, like guys who were doing HGH who are in their their fifties or sixties in a combat sport, they're doing that to keep themselves together. Yeah. They're yeah. not doing it because they're to be the greatest in the world. They're just doing it because they want to fight still. Yeah. And, well, you know, obviously in their 50s, not, not the same, you know, more like their older 30s, 40s in the fight game. But, you know, they're just doing it because they want to keep their bodies together so they can continue to fight and make money because that's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. I think that's so much different than a dude who's like 20-year-old Anderson Silva. If he was juicing in his 20s, you know, that's terrifying. You're already yeah. this deadly human being. And then now we're just going to give you a little, like, one-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be a little better. Deadly, but now you're stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Look at us taking on all the world's yeah, problems. Well, well, I don't know the answer. Like, call back to your, you know, sometimes sometimes people just going to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the answer is. Like, so baseball, do whatever you fucking want. Like, if it's if it's non-combat sport, I kind of, I'm, I'm much more just take whatever drugs, like, take whatever you want. As long as you, long as you, like, try your hardest to be healthy. Try your hardest to go to a doctor. I'd, I'd, I'd rather, like my thing with drugs in general, I'd rather you be doing the thing that's potentially bad for your body under the care of a doctor than under the care of some dude you met at the gym with a bum bag. Yeah. Um, but when but when it comes to combat sports, it's harder again because your choices can negatively impact someone else. You know, if you... Yeah, if, you could really hurt somebody. Yeah, and, that, and that's where it becomes tricky. Well, and it's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because it's like... I, and I, I still go with the don't do it. Um, route, but I can certainly understand people's perspective why they do. I hate needles. I can never do. It. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I passed. I almost passed out of the obstetrician the other day while the doctor was talking to my wife about a needle she would need to get. I had to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> my big tough business partner, my big tough fight gym owner, business partner. Yeah, that was that fight of needles. Maybe that's a new martial arts someone could come up with. What, yeah. evading needle? No, I'd be like, they can come in with their needle and then I'll just kind of fall over, <laughs> all woozy, and then it's like, it works perfect. Oh, oh, let's go to the gym and film it right yeah. now. We're going to we're gonna get you some content. <laughs> hey, I'm all about content, dude. Yeah, <laughs> us too. I actually have a lot coming out. I'm looking forward to it. I think once I start dropping my content, I think it's going to rock the boat a little bit. You know, like, uh, I'm actually going to be calling people out uh, one of the hardest parts parts about my job is the fact that when I post up a video, people complain constantly, why don't you tag the gym? Yeah. And I don't tag the gym for a couple of reasons. One, if I tag them, they'll realize that I took the video, and then they'll bust me for copyright infringement and get it taken down. Mm. So that's not what I want because then I don't have content. And then two is people who follow my page are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, they want me to storm into every dojo and just fight everyone. <laughs> Look, dude. What happens if they win? Have, they, have people not thought about this? Yeah. You know, just because they were psychotic now doesn't mean they didn't spend the last 20 years of their life in a legitimate martial arts or combat art. Mm. You know, like, what happens if 
times when I walk up and the dude's like seven five, three hundred ten pounds. Yeah. You know, and I go, "You're full of shit." As I point up at him and he palms my head and slams yeah. me on the ground. <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> people tend to forget about things like weight classes. Apparently, in my job. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm a buck eighty five. Yeah. Right. I'm not a large man by any means. I'm tall. I'm lanky. Yeah. I can hold my own. I'm okay. I'm mediocre at my job anyway. I can yeah. kickbox. I can do jujitsu. I, I I'm rounded, yeah. right? But what I am not is I'm not seven two, yeah. three hundred pounds. I'm not that thing. Yeah. So. Well, and that and that's the and that's the McDojo side of jujitsu is like because it was all the marketing of the Gracies in the early UFCs is the smaller man overcoming the bigger man. Yeah, because the bigger dude didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. If you both know what you're doing, the bigger person wins. That's how it goes. That's why gym enforcers are 110 kilos. They're not. We don't get the smallest person in the gym to be the. Hey, when the big guy comes in, you show him something. You go no. After he's nice and tired, you chuck him with the small guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to call people out. Honestly, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Just trying to figure out how to do it legally. Yeah. And uh, how to do it without slandering people. And. Uh, it's actually not as difficult as I really was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I don't need to go to their gyms, which is what I've been spending so much money doing for the documentary. All I really have to do is just get as much evidence and facts as I need and then post up a video of pointing out facts and evidence. Yeah. You know, like there's this guy, um, he's the Persian bodyguard. You ever heard of this dude? No. So he, they, they invented something called Rostami self-defense. They claimed that their grandfather started Russian Sambo. Mm. They're from Iran. Well, you know, he's, he was a uh, he moved around a bit. <laughs> you know, they um the dude like uh has his military jackets where he puts all this like military insignia on, but he's never been. And they're all U.S. military insignia. He's never been in the U.S. Uh, Army. Um, he slaps his students around constantly. It's just one. Uh, people told me, which I'm gonna have to to verify, but they told me that they've called and the guy claims that he had a coral belt in jujitsu at 18 years old. Now, I've never done jiu-jitsu or know anything about jiu-jitsu. Having a coral belt at 18 years old is pretty goddamn impossible. It's a yeah. coral? You know? And yeah. so somebody called him up. It's and a they were like, though. hey, can I learn jiu-jitsu at your place? And the guy was like, oh, we don't teach jiu-jitsu. <laughs> okay. What? What? Yeah. You're, you, were, you were a coral belt in jiu-jitsu at 18 years old, yet you don't teach it? Like, come on, get out of here with that crap, right? And so online... He's got all these like really theatrical demonstrations and stuff, so he looks he looks great, and he'd probably do really well on camera. But his actual knowledge of martial arts doesn't really seem to extend other than slapping his students around in the face, literally slapping them in the face. There's tons of videos of this shit. Just look him up. It's Persian underscore bodyguard. Yeah, I just had a look. I just started looking then when you when you started talking. I'm like, I'm just gonna write this down so I don't forget. Oh yeah. So that's it. So that's episode one. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Oh yeah, that's the first one. So I'm looking forward to it because those he'll he'll send his his goons his goons will pound my page because he's got a pretty big following. So they'll be like, "How dare you make fun of Master? Uh, what the hell's his name? Whatever, Rostami." <laughs> Wait, there. Uh, one moment, please. Full of it. You're brainwashed. That's how I can do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Gonna keep doing it too. Poya, Poya Rostami. Yeah, that's one of them. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me uh, too. Now we um we told you we were going to do short and sweet this time, and we have gone for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, that's how I that's how I roll. Would you like to set low expectations? Set the, hey, set hey baby, this is going to be over real quick, and then he goes in for a nice long time. <laughs> yeah, buddy. No, that's funny. I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> the old pump and dump. Ah, uh, so what? <laughs> So when um, when all this stuff comes out, let us know. We'll share. It. You know, we've got we don't have quite the same reach as yeah, you, we but we're more than happy whatever. to help you get it out there. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, not a problem, man. I'll share your stuff too, man. All you gotta do is tag me or something, and I'll share it up. So just a picture of my dick or yeah. mine and Matt's dick together. Sword fight. Uh, sword fighting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any um. As as uh, I lo- I'm just I would cringe anyone that's watching now. It's just going to be like, oh, it just took a it just took a turn. <laughs> the conversation just went. Huh, huh. What do you mean it took a turn? It took a turn when we turned the camera on. Nah, <laughs> nah, we were upstanding citizens until about three minutes ago. So, um, as as Jerry Springer would say, do you have any final thoughts? Isn't he dead. I don't think that matters. 
<laughs> we wouldn't say he wouldn't say anything. <laughs> He's dead. Any uh yeah, anything anything you want to get people out there? How do how do people like is it Instagram your main one still? Um yeah, so um I just started a Twitch, so my goal eventually for that is to get uh famous martial artists to hop in on video games and play against people who follow them. Oh, that'd be it's cool. Really fun. I think it'd be a good time. Um, so I'm working on that right now. Um, the documentary, our sizzle reel for the, which is going to be like a teaser trailer, that'll be coming out within the next uh, month. Yep. So I'm really excited to get that out there. So you guys can look. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've been working on this project for five years of my life just so I can get this goddamn documentary out. So <laughs> I'm super excited to get that started. Um, and then uh, you can find me on McDojo Life pretty much on any social media platform. If I'm not on it and you're on it, just suggest that I do it. So that way I can stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, we were going to ask you the same next. thing. What's the next? Well, I said we were going to ask you the same thing. What's the next one? <laughs> yeah. I, shit, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when, whenever somebody tells me, they're like, how come you're not on this thing yet? And I just do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I sign up then and there. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I'm excited. A lot of projects coming up. Um, yeah, so just keep an eye out for all that stuff, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show, dude. Oh, our pleasure. So that was a great chat. Exciting. Better than just talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Thank you very much. We'll stay in touch. All right, man. <laughs> Peace out. I like that we both we both went <laughs> we both went Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> 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 now that's an ending. You're on.